0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحوذ ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد ونبي عبد الرحمن عوف بن مالك الأششعي رضي الله تعالى نقول كنا عند رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم تسعة أو ثمانية أو سمعة فقال ألا تبايعون رسول الله وكنا حديث عهد ببيعة فقلنا قد بايعناك يا رسول الله ثم قال ألا تبايعون رسول الله فبسطنا أيدينا وقلنا قد بايعناك يا رسول الله فعلى ما نبايعك قال على أن تعبدوا الله ولا تشركوا به شيئا وصلوات الخمس وتطيعوا وأسر كلمة خفية ولا تسأل الناس شيئا فلقد رأيت بعض أولئك النفر يسكت صوت أحدهم فما يسأل أحدا يناوله إياه رواه مسلم Continuing with the hadith which we began the discussion yesterday, the narrator is the Sahabi Abu Abdurrahman of Ibn Malik al ashjai radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He says, we were six, seven, eight or nine, the number is not certain about sitting with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, will you not plead an oath of allegiance to the Messenger of Allah the Sahabi makes an observation that it was not long ago that we had already pled an oath of allegiance to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So to this we said that, Ya Rasulullah, we have already made bayat with you. We have already pled an oath of allegiance. With regards to this, yesterday we digressed about the type of majlis of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That there wasn't this element of fear and there wasn't this element of extreme complication where the Sahaba were encouraged to speak their hearts and to speak their minds despite the love and the reverence and the honor that each one had in his heart for Rasulullah sallallahu We observe nowadays that when it comes to sometimes when it comes to our mashayikh when we sit in their company we tend to be very reticent and we are not free and at ease. Just to digress, is mentioned about as the Sayyid Khan Sahib Rahmatullah Ali that if anyone would come and sit in his majlis great Sheikh MashaAllah, but he wouldn't allow anyone to sit in the position of Tashahud in front of him. And he would say, buzurg I'm not a Buzurg sit comfortably, sit at ease in fact, it, it's mentioned about Rabi' ibn Amir radhiyallahu taala anhu, the Sahabi, famous saying of Rabi' ibn Amir when he walked into the court of Rustam. He said, "لِنُخْرِجَ الْعِبَادَ مِنْ عِبَادَتِ الْعِبَادِ إلَى عِبَادَتِ رَبِّ الْعِبَادِ وَمِنْ دِقِّ الْدُنْيَا إلَى سَاعَتِهَا وَمِنْ جُوْلِ الْأَدْيَانِ إلى عدل الْإِسْلَامِ" That we have been sent. The Sahabas say, we, we, we did not come, we were sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In order to take humanity out of the servitude of the created entities and introduce them into the servitude of the one Allah. To take them out of the tightness of this world to its vastness. One explanation of this, دِيقِ dunya ila saatiha that ulama karam give, they say, takallufat تَكَلُّفَاتِ dunya ilā basātatiha, To take them out of the takalluf of this dunya. In other words, the takalluf of the ajam. The takalluf of the mizaj and temperament which is away from Islam. ilā Towards the basatat and the ease of Islam. We find this, that there was Allah's Habib ﷺ. There are so many incidents which support this. It's mentioned on the occasion of Badr, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam instructed, when he reached the place of Badr, instructed Sahaba to erect the tents in a certain place. Now, despite his position, his status, the point we are making, my respected brothers, is that somebody has a position of superiority or is given some lofty station. This does not mean that those that are in his presence should feel subdued and are not free to speak their hearts and their minds. Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam instructed the tent should be, the, uh, should be put in a certain position. Hubab radiAllahu ta'ala who comes to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he says that, Ya Rasullah, that position that you selected, is it wahi, revelation from Allah, or was it your own opinion? So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, that's my own opinion. So immediately the Sahabi said that, Ya Rasullah, that is the wrong place. You should be putting it in this place, referring to the flow of where the water was. And then Jibril comes down and affirms what the Sahabi says that this is correct. Then Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi gives the instruction that the tent should be moved. But the fact that the Sahabi could come up to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and speak his heart and mind, this teaches us of the type of majlis which Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi established. Another incident which comes to mind is that of Barira radiAllahu anha. She was a slave, and when she gained her freedom. One, the masail when it comes to slavery is that if you are married and once you gain your freedom, you are you are allowed to leave that marriage of slavery and choose another marriage if you want. So she was married to Mughis radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And Mughis was madly in love with, with Barira. After she gained her freedom, she chose to come out of the marriage of Mughis. He used to parade the streets of Medina singing poems in the praise of Barira. And he entreated Rasulullah to intercede on his behalf that asked Barira to continue her niqah with him. So Nabi sent for her and said that Barira, Mughis, have mercy on him, make rujoo and continue your niqah with him. So, what was the answer? Imagine this is a slave girl, not someone of position or status or wealth, a slave girl. Nabi Sallallahu says, continue your niqah with Mughis She says, Ya Rasulullah, is that your opinion? Or is it wahi, a revelation? Is it an instruction, a command from Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, no, it is my opinion. So then she said, Ya Rasulullah, I choose to continue. I don't want to go back into his niqah. So this teaches us the mizaj and the temperament of Islam. The mizaj and the temperament of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The type of majalis and gathering which we he would establish. So the Sahabi says that, Ya Rasulullah, you are asking us to take bayat, whereas recently we took bayat. So then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam again reiterated, Ala Allah tubayy'oon Rasulullah, Will you people not take bayat, the oath of allegiance on the Rasul of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? So Uf bin Malik Ashai radiallahu ta'ala says Fabasatana aidiana each one of us stretched out our hands to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we said Qatbayana Kaya Rasulallah that O oh, the Nabi of Allah we have taken the oath of allegiance on your hands. So now tell us on what we have we have pled allegiance to you, on what basis should we now plead allegiance to you? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa then said, Ala an Allah an plead the oath of allegiance that you will worship none but Allah. You will not ascribe any partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will, wa khams, you will discharge your five daily salah, and you will be obedient to Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then the narrator of the hadith says, وَأَسَرَّ كَلِمَةً خَفِيَّةً Rasulullah ﷺ then said something very softly, the others could not hear. Now the question arises, the first four things on which Nabi ﷺ took bayat, are basic principles of Islam. The tawheed of Allah taala, the oneness of Allah, not ascribing partners to Allah, the five daily salah, the obedience to Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So why did He whisper these few words thereafter? In fact, what words it is is not even mentioned in the riwayat. Allama al explained because this was not a general pledge. This was not done in an open gathering, but it was restricted to the 7, 8 or 9 Sahaba. So there was something specific which Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wanted to take an oath of allegiance on that was specific to this particular group. This is why asarra kalimatan khafiyatan He whispered these few words. And then Allah's Rasul ﷺ, one important thing we should understand, my respected brothers, is that when Oath of Allegiance was taken, it was not something that was taken lightly. And the tenets on which the Oath of Allegiance were the basic fundamentals of Deen and Shariat, Salah, Tawheed, etc., so this last part, when Rabi Sallallahu takes the oath of allegiance on, we should, from this way understand how important and integral this is a part of deen. Where Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is actually taking an oath of allegiance on this. And what is it? La tas'alun nasa shay'a. Don't stretch your hand out and ask from the next person anything. Like we mentioned yesterday, every rakat of every salah. وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ Ya Allah, we only worship you and we only ask you for help. So what is... Rasulullah is taking an oath of allegiance from Sahaba on this. لَا تَسْأَلُ شييا شَيْءًا Don't stretch your hand out to anyone. Don't make sawal before anyone. Don't beg from anyone. Don't ask from anyone. And what was the... Because Ulama explain explained that independence... independence... istighna'iyat this is something the shariat, Islam, deen emphasizes emphasizes exponentially. Because in this istighnaiyat and independence is the character of a person. Only a person of noble character will have independence. In this is patience, in this is self-respect, in this is dignity, in this is honor, in this is lofty station. This is why our jamaats also, part of the usul. unfortunately nowadays many brothers are spending time but the usul are not being carried out. This is why tarbiyat doesn't take place. If you ask the brothers now the twelve things that the jamaat, the muzakira that is made, four things we do excessively, four things we do less, four things we do not do at all. Unfortunately nowadays brothers are going in the path of Allah, they don't even know what these twelve things are. Whereas, mashallah, in the early days, when the jamaat used to go, these muzakaras used to take place regularly. So, amongst the four things, and we find that these things are extracted directly from Quran and Hadith. The four things we do not do every jamaat, this muzakirah is supposed to take place. Four things you do not do, do not ask from anyone. When you are out in the path of Allah, 40 days, 4 months, whatever period of time, don't ask from anyone. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is taking an oath of allegiance from Sahaba, la tasalun nasa shay'a. Don't ask from anyone. Why? Because a mu'min asks from Allah. I've mentioned this many, many times before. Ulama karam say that you are on an equal footing with, the, with your fellow human being. You are on an equal footing with your fellow human being till when? Till the day you stretch your hand out and ask him something. Ask him for something. The day you ask him for something, you have elevated him and demeaned yourself. You have given him honor and you have humiliated yourself. Till that day you are on an equal footing. Al-Yadul Ulya Khairu min al Sufla. Nabi s.a. said the giving hand is better than the taking hand. The shan of Islam and a mu'min is such that our ta'alluq with Allah should be such that we should not even entertain the idea of asking anyone else besides Allah. We have dua. We have tahajjud. We have the turaqat salatul hajjat. We have a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Wallah, my respected brothers, puts us in a position where we don't need to ever stretch our hand out to anyone. This is Iman and Islam and this is what we have to engender within ourselves. And this is why Rasulullah says, "La do Don't ask from anyone. And Allahu Akbar, Sahaba, Allahu Akbar. We, can't, we can never even do ever do justice to the reverence and honor of Sahaba. Look at the level of submission. They hear this. And what does the narrator of the hadith says? He said, I saw some of these seven or eight or nine after that. Now لا تسألوا Nasa, What was it? Don't beg, don't ask, don't place your need before someone. But look at the level to which they made amal on the words of Rasulullah وسلم. He says, I observed this group. They would be sitting on a camel. And by mistake the whoop. His whip, the sahabi's whip would fall to the ground and there'd be a lot of people walking around. What would he do? He would lower that camel, which is difficult. Those who are traveling on a camel, it takes time. You've got to first lower the camel, then get off the camel, then pick up the whip, then jump back onto the camel and then continue his journey. He would do that. But he would not ask any of the people that are milling around to pass his whip to him. Why? Why? Because I took an oath on, of allegiance on the hands of Muhammad Rasulullah that I would not ask from anyone anything. To that extent the sahaba applied this in their lives. To that extent was the total submission and adherence to the injunctions of Rasulullah. This prohibition did not mean don't ask someone to pass your whip or, or basic things like that. But to that extent the Sahaba practiced. Allah like gives us to fix one.